risen dead or from another plane of existence would do well to cover their ears right about now. Cinema Psyops. My personal view is that it's nauseating, disgusting, degrading, ghastly, sleazy, cruelly and pioristic and generally nauseating. They are unbelievably nauseating. They are the antithesis of humankind. I regard them as disgusting, nasty, horrible, without any kind of merit. I just do not believe that any allegedly cultural activity which strikes at the roots of culture is to be applauded. They represent nothing to my mind enduring, decent or worthwhile. I just do not believe that they contribute anything worthwhile to inflict themselves upon society at large. I would like to see somebody Cinema Psyops with Hawks and Matt. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of Cinema PsyOps. Joining me from the bunker because he can't be fucked to come over to the actual studio, it's Matt. It's like super far. We've been through this before and I'm not even going to fucking argue with you. You're lazy, you're staying put, I'm fine with it. We're just going to do this feedback. Wanted to give everybody an opportunity to talk about Transformers because this is probably the biggest response we've ever gotten. I was going to say, two things. One, I've reached Jabba the Hutt level of comfiness right now you know i'm sorry but that that's just the way that is and then two this is like when you talk about transformers man you can't fuck around because people have like a, a lot of emotion behind it yeah um i actually didn't realize it because you know like i said it wasn't i, I said it in the other episode it was never really i never got as big into it as other people did yeah and, you know i still love transformers as a kid and i had a ton of them and everything but i didn't realize just how much people really got into transformers don't get me wrong it makes sense well, you know me. You should have known. Well, it's not like you and I ever fucking talked about Transformers before the show. That's true. I mean, ever. I don't ever remember actually having that conversation. Unless we mocked Michael Bay about it. That's about all the reason we ever yeah. brought up Transformers. Yeah, that was pretty much all of it. So <laughs> I did like one of those. If you have any questions you want to ask us about Transformers or the episode or whatever, didn't get a huge response on that part of it. And it was almost like pulling teeth to get even five to make it a full episode's worth. I was trying for six, but then some of the responses that we got back are actually kind of long. There's a lot of things that people have to say about Transformers. So we got some time. <laughs> yeah, right. We'll have a decent length uh, bonus episode here. So first things first, though, we're going to take a quick break, play a little Transformers music. And then when we come back in, you will hear the first actual piece of feedback that we got in. So here we go. The Transformers, more than meets the eye. Autobots wage their battle to destroy the evil forces of the Decepticons. The Transformers. Transformers. 
when the Autobots were driven from their home planet of Cybertron by the Decepticons. They didn't give up hope. They established a new base on planet Earth and instantly began to make plans to recapture Cybertron from their enemies. Unknown to the Autobots, however, there was a Decepticon spy in their midst, Laserbeak. When they were almost ready to move, he carried the news to Megatron, leader of the Decepticons, who wasted no time. The battle was on again, and this time there was yet another enemy against the Autobots, the giant metal planet, Unicron. Transformers, the movie. Well, that's my childhood in a nutshell. I can't believe I fucking found that. Unbelievable. So, um, thanks guys for the Transformers show. Uh, I <laughs> Lots of memory lane. But then listening to the clips from the movie that you grabbed, I'm thinking, I'm not all that familiar with this audio. Why is that? I thought that I absolutely adored this. Well, I did, I did adore the movie. But I realised when it came out, when I was younger, I didn't have a copy I rented it from the VHS store a couple of times, but I never owned it. So I didn't watch it over and over and over again, because we didn't have it. So I'm thinking, well, why am I so familiar with the story of Transformers the movie? And perhaps less familiar with the awesome 80s rock track that goes with it. And of course, it's because I had the Teletale cassette version, uh, which you just heard the introduction for. And I know that backwards. But of course, I thought that the voices that I was hearing were clips from the movie. And of course, you know, my adult brain checking now, absolutely not. On Moonbase One, Ironhide watched the monitor patiently while the Autobot commander, Optimus Prime, studied the invasion plan. All the Autobots required now was a supply of Energon cubes to power the invasion force. Ironhide spoke. Well, I'm tired of this waiting, Prime. When are we gonna start busting Decepticons? Listen, Ironhide, we don't have enough Energon cubes to power a full-scale assault, said Optimus Prime. I want you to make a special run to Earth for another supply. Prepare the shuttle for launch. So my first thought on clicking play again was, that's not Peter Cullen. That's some other dude. And then I realized that same other dude does the voice for Ultra Magnus and the voice for Hot Rod. And I'm like, ah, they didn't have the rights to any of this audio, did they? <laughs> they had to recreate it. As you could hear by the frantic bloop, 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 bloop in the background and somebody frantically smashing a keyboard. That's not somebody typing. That's somebody playing uh, summer games, isn't it? And doing the run and the jump, you know. The long jump fucking thing. Anyway, and the other thing I noticed is the guy um, voicing it, um, doesn't he just sound just like the guy doing the voice on the witch's promo? <laughs> Sorry, dude. <laughs> so I thought this feedback clip was going to be uh, me just trolling Matt for all the mistakes he made. And actually, to be fair to him, he wasn't far off. It's just because I was a comic book fan. So there's a couple of things he said. I was like, what? 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 Um, like the... The design of uh, Hot Rod in uh, in the animation. He said the animators got a bit carried away with the style. I was like, no, he was that was pretty faithful to the comic books. Um, so obviously, when this came out, I was still reading the comics. So Galvatron came along and uh, Cup and yeah, all those all those characters were around the same sort of era. And 
It was slagging off Blaster as a shit. Oh, it might have been Witch. Slagging off Blaster as a shit Transformer. Blaster has one of the best storylines uh, in Transformers comic book history. And there's one called the Smelting Pool, which is where this evil thing takes over on Cybertron and is basically throwing the robots into a smelting pool. And as a child, it's like throwing a person into a hot thing of lava and watching them die. And their hands come up and they're all kind of melting. And there's this horror element to the Transformers comics. The other thing was slagging off the cassette robots, which I totally get. But there's another awesome episode, uh, um, comic book, and I, I still have this. It is one of the best episodes ever. Um, now, I think it's actually Buster Wit Wiki, I think, the character. But they basically built him that first exoskeleton so he could basically play at being a Transformer. And he gets separated uh, from the rest of the Autobots. And he comes across Rumble. Um, which is obviously the smallest, shittiest Transformer, because he's a cassette tape. And they have this fight, and he's got like this sonar thing built in it, and he actually kicks Rumble's ass, and you're like, oh, that's pretty cool. And he's like, yeah, I'm so good, I'm so good. And then Shockwave walks around the corner, who is one of my favourite Decepticons of all time, and just stands there, and is about to blow him to smeg, and then, of course, he gets saved. But it, it's, again, quite a, a dark episode. You don't know where he's going on... Um, having him in this little robot costume opposite Rumble, Rumble looks like a big threat. And actually, he, he comes across as quite a dangerous Decepticon. It's actually a really good issue. Um, so I'm going to leave Matt alone, much as I promised I'd troll him. Um, plus, I'm too lazy to go through and pick on the things that I thought of at the time. You know, it's like when you're listening to a podcast. But I loved the episode. Um, so I am going to love you, Jensen, leave you. And I'm going to play you out with... Um, a few more clips from the cassette tape that I must have listened to eight million times because I used to always fall asleep to a cassette tape. And this was one of my faves. So grab some Energon cubes and roll out. Well, who are you? Asked Hot Rod in surprise. Him, wheelie. Him, friend. Said Grimlock. Him, help us find you. He'll be my friend too if he can find a ship. Said Hot Rod. Wheelie had already found one for them. Beyond the walls of the Quintesson complex rose the shape of the strangest ship the Autobots had ever seen. Galvatron stood on Unicron. The Matrix secured about his neck by a chain. Listen to me, Unicron, he said. I now possess that which you wanted destroyed. Don't underestimate me, Galvatron, came the voice from deep within the evil planet. Next moment, Galvatron fell to his knees as the surface upon which he stood began to shake. Unicron was moving forward towards Cybertron, and he was transforming into a gigantic horned, winged demon. That's not the transform noise. I can't do it, fuck it. <laughs> okay, thank you so much for that pause. Hold on, in my defense. Yeah. I never said Blaster was a shitty transformer. You said Blaster. No, that was actually all witch. Yeah, we're going to put that firmly on him. I didn't talk shit about Blaster. That was all witch, remember? That's right. Witch, yeah, I know. He was like, Matt said Blaster. Like, hold on, pump your brakes, son. I still have a Blaster Transformer toy. So.
No, I think what he was actually getting to was when you were talking about how the animation got better because it was in the movie. But what he's talking about is they were bringing in characters from the comic books with this movie. And so that's how they were drawn in the comic books. And that's why Hot Rod looked like he did and all that. Yeah, and I wasn't saying that they did that for the movie. I'm well aware that the comics did that. I'm saying as the art progressed, because when the original Transformers cartoon came out, that's how they looked all over the place, was very blocky. Yeah. And then a very uh, Japanese style took over in the comics. Uh And then that bled over into the movies, of course, because you're going off the comics in which instead of having blocky characters, they were much more rounded and much more sleek. That's all I was saying. Well, and also the other thing, too, I don't think that we were slagging on the cassette tapes that were the Decepticon versions that came from Soundwave. We were only really ripping on the ones that were the equivalents from Blaster. And I'm kind of curious about those comic books now. Yeah, the Blaster tapes were getting ripped on pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I, I for one, love Soundwave's cassette. I mean, Laserbeak, uh, and I love the Rumble twins who <laughs> who can do a lot of damage. Yeah, I just think that the, as far as toys go, the only thing I was ever really disappointed with was the original line when we were kids. You couldn't fit them all in like you could see them all coming out of Blaster or Soundwave. I had a Soundwave as a kid, too, because Soundwave is probably the best Decepticon, or at least my favorite, the one that I liked as far as I can remember. He's really badass. Yeah, he's pretty fucking sweet. <laughs> and thank you very much, Boz, by the way. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Boz. What's going on, crew? This is Wild Man Willis here, and I'm talking about your episode of doing one of my favorite movies of all time, the original Transformers, the movie. Well, your coverage was just excellent, and I've been a Transformers fan since they first came out. I've been a collector of them for many years now. Of course, you know, because of my YouTube channel, Wild Man Wills Reviews. So, glad that y'all brought that episode out. Wish I could have been on it. Y'all did perfect coverage. And my memories of Optimus Prime getting killed in the movie was just as devastating as everybody else. I ain't cry at the movie theaters, but... That joint messed me up big time. And after that, Rodimus Prime sucked so bad they had to bring Optimus Prime back. So, I will always love that movie and I will always be a fan of the franchise. I even enjoy some of the Michael Bay movies because it's just another permutation of the Transformers. Especially a collector like me that didn't seem different styles of Transformers over the last 30-odd years. So, this is Wild Man Willis signing off. See you next time. All right. Thank you so much, Willis, man. It's so great to hear from Willis. Aw, man. (laughs) My main man, Willis. Everybody jumps on that. I love Willis. Willis is great, dude. Everybody jumps on that little joke. (laughs) Yeah. Willis is the best. Are you fucking me? Willis is awesome. Yeah. And I think he was probably the first one where he's like, you guys need to have me on that. Like he was super excited. And then we're like, sorry, we already have a guest. He was like heartbroken. He literally commented while we were doing the show. 
Yeah, yeah. He's like, you guys should have had me on this show, and we're like, because I said we're covering this. He goes, oh, when I want to be on that show, and I'm like, well, right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. I felt bad for him. I'm like, I'm so sorry, Willis. <laughs> well, we haven't had. I don't think we've ever had. Have we had Willis on before? Yeah, he did at with Willis. Don't you remember that? That's right. That's right. No, I totally remember now. Yeah, and I did another show. Uh, one of the um, he's been on tons of the commentaries. He's on a no fucking way, and he'll do two drink minimum quite a bit. Too. The, yeah, the two drink minimum. I did one with him so yeah we got to get willis back on the show so willis if you're listening to this not only just to hear your feedback but just because you want to hear what other people have to say hit us up man we got to schedule you in as soon as we can because our schedule keeps filling up real fast so it really does and yeah because willis has like a lot of the same interests i do so (laughs) (laughs) yeah willis is a collector he loves wrestling i mean yeah you would fit in with the no fucking way commentaries crowd no problem matt you should if you haven't done one of those you need to do one of those because i yeah i don't think i've done one yet so because you got Nudie's a big wrestling fan as well Willis and like a lot of the other guys are always making references to wrestling and when I'm on that show I'm like what the fuck are you guys talking about because unless they talk old school <laughs> wrestling I'm fucking lost yeah. you know I have no idea yeah. <laughs> which not to bring it down but we lost Bruno San Martino this week yeah it's really sad I do remember Bruno and yeah yeah god damn it <laughs> it is what it is I mean he lived a good long life and you know he was a pretty healthy dude all the way to the end so yeah it's like when we lost Roddy Piper you know it was because of cancer and some other things. At least it wasn't. Yeah, Roddy, or... was, Roddy was early. Roddy was too early. Yeah. That didn't. That's not something I wanted. Yeah. Well, and you know how broken up I was about George the Animal Steel. <laughs> yeah, that sucked. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't ready for that. I totally was no, not ready. No one's ready for George the Animal Steel yeah. to go. But this is about celebrating Transformers and how it brought us all down and depressed us. <laughs> right. <laughs> how one cartoon character's death destroyed a nation of youth. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And that's going to lead us into our next piece of feedback. So here we go. Hello, Cinema Psyops. This is Dan. I'm Brennan. From the Corrupted Youth Podcast. Podcast. Oh, God. And here's our little Transformers thingamajiggy. Yeah. Oh, you can swear now. Holy fuck. That's pretty awesome. It's like some weird invisible barrier has yeah. been lifted from me. I'm, I'm still the same. Go ahead, do it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, let's not waste Court and Matt's time. Yeah. And let's discuss Transformers the movie quick. Do you have anything you'd like to start off with? Well, we had this on DVD when I was really young, and I think I destroyed it or got it lost somehow. And then we never watched it after that because it was just gone. And it wasn't until, like, last year when we got the the special edition on Blu-ray remastered oh yeah and it looks and sounds really good oh it's unbelievable mm-hmm. they it's, really clean it up yeah it's better than when i saw it in the theater i think mm-hmm. and speaking of which yes i did see it in the theater i was maybe one of 10 <laughs> in the continental u.s i believe yeah <laughs> i believe when it came out i was only 10 years old at the time i've been a big transformers fan since they came out and despite being a severely poor kid i managed to have several transformers toys never seemed to get the ones that I wanted, but hey. Get blue fire truck guy. Yeah. <laughs> and I knew a lot about Transformers. I started collecting the comic books even when I was really young. I'm not going to go on and on about all my comic book knowledge of Transformers. Yeah. But I mean, it does come into play for just one thing that people seem to gripe about and that would be the well how can a big giant robot turn into a handgun that fits in a robot hand and also a human hand? Weird, crazy stuff. 
in the comics, they just explained it away that they had some type of internal device that was almost like a black hole that could store their extra mass in an alternate dimension. Yeah, it's kind of like how what's a Cyclops from the X-Men has eyes are really just portals into alternate dimensions filled with eye beams. <laughs> it's just a dimension full of eye beams. Yeah. <laughs> All right, back to Transformers. Yeah. <laughs> we got to stay on task for this yeah. one. Um, seeing in the theater was really awesome. And a lot of people talk about how traumatized they were about the death of Optimus Prime because that's a huge thing. Everybody always brings it up. Mm-hmm. As a kid, it did not bother me whatsoever. I thought it was really cool. I thought it was just totally ballsy that they even went there. Yeah, like you didn't like Bumblebee. Yeah, you can go with like a hot rod. Even, like, one of those, like, smaller characters. I guess he was introduced in this movie. But, like, you kill off, like, Ironhide, you know? Mm-hmm. But, like, Optimus Prime, this amazing character that everyone's love and is the leader of the Autobots. Yeah, and probably less effective on you because you didn't really have a history with the cartoon beforehand. Yeah, I mean, I watched it, like, when it was on TV and stuff. Well, yeah, I have, like, a DVD. Yeah, we have the DVD. You weren't really attached to him. No, but I still, like, the whole scene was sad. It's totally sad. Yeah. Stupid Hot Rod. Stupid Hot Rod. I like Hot Rod in every scene, but in the scene where Optimus Prime dies. I'm not going to nitpick what you guys covered in the podcast, but I will say this. One observation I always had since I was a kid, that is when Optimus Prime, when he hands it over to Ultra Magnus and it falls from his hand, mm-hmm. Hot Rod is the one who catches it. He's the one that was worthy. He's the one that got right. it. So technically it's passed to it him. It wasn't meant for Ultra Magnus. Yes, he would have been the better leader, probably, but he still wasn't the one that was meant for it. It was fate that Hot Rod caught it. Right. Like, that was meant to happen. Yeah. And then Optimus Prime comes back and rips it out of his chest. (laughs) (laughs) He does. He does. (laughs) It's all silver. They play the You Got the Touch song. He rips it out. Oh, that's so good. But yeah. Yeah. Seeing in a theater was really cool. Uh, I had no problem with all those other characters dying off. I mean, obviously, as a kid, I didn't view it as marketing whatsoever. No. I was totally cool with it. I was just like, holy crap, they're actually killing them. Yeah. They're landing. They're not just landing shots that do nothing. This means something. Like when Starscream died. Yeah. Totally. This is bad comedy. It's one of my favorite (laughs) lines in that movie. Over the years, watching it as teenagers on VHS and stuff, I would run into more friends who weren't as into it as much, Mm -hmm. who would mock the movie. And it was really hard to stay Stay friends with them. Well, not so much that, but you're at a weird, awkward age and you kind of want to still fit in with your friends. And it it really hurt to have them mock something that you love so Mm -hmm. much. I at least had my good friend Schmed, who maintained his love of Transformers nonstop as I did. Yeah, my friends just make fun of me because I watch Godzilla movies all the time. Like, sorry. (laughs) But yeah, I think I think the movie as a whole is good. Yeah, Unicron's super awesome. Unicron's amazing. The whole part where Megatron is rebuilt. Oh, that part is The really music cool. that part too is even cool. Like the whole thing, like the whole schematics, everything is being like deconstructed. I remember watching as a kid and going like pause, like I wanna pause it and look at all the schematics for Megatron. Like it's just those details that they put in. Yeah, they they definitely matured it up a little bit, mm-hmm. but still kept the entire storyline as very youthful. Yeah. 
and especially hot rod yeah it's a very much a coming to h story for him mm-hmm. where he has to he learns something mm-hmm. and he becomes the leader of the autobots which when he opens the matrix it just instantly makes him old <laughs> and nobody nobody really likes that whatever the hell it is that he <laughs> becomes at the end we gave you you're like a hot rod trailer part yeah. guy or whatever it is sure okay all right <laughs> i guess yeah swear part man i was hopping in my seat when they did that that's when you really knew like okay yeah i killed up options prime but they swore yeah and they did cut it out of a lot of vhs huh. copies of it hmm. they cut that part out i do like that part though it's it kind of brings gravity to the moment. Yeah, it does. Because, like, you never hear this character swear. But, like, to hear them swear, it just makes it seem, you know, like, this is such a bad situation that this character swore. Oh, God. <laughs> and growing up, too, as a kid, being named Dan, mm-hmm. I always wanted to be Daniel. I would totally hang out with Hot Rod and wear that cool exosuit, even though it was kind of cheesy it's looking. Really cheesy. It's really stupid. The weird bubble on the head. Yeah. yeah just... But, man, I wanted one so bad. I thought it was really cool how they carried the continuity over. Because sometimes when they do this type of like movie thing, it's always just like it's almost separate like time, like kind of like in the SpongeBob movie. I was really annoyed. That's a good example of how like better Transformers handled it. I know it's completely different, but it's like a cartoon. Because like in SpongeBob, you know, Plankton took over all of Bikini Bottom and everything like that. And then in the show, they never reference it at all. They never continue on anything. But like in the Transformers show, Optimus Prime dies. <laughs> You know, Hot Rod becomes leader of the Autobots. Now you have the Decepticons are completely changed and everything. Yeah. You still got <laughs> you still got um Unicron's head orbiting Cybertron. Yeah, and there were a couple episodes later on in the series, I think in season four or three, where they actually involved a lot of Unicron stuff. And I can't remember what two episodes it is, but there was two episodes that they must have had a different production team work on it because it's kind of like the quality of the movie. Yeah. And those two episodes really, like, they're good quality and stand out amongst the rest of the really poorly animated turd that was the TV show. How the TV shows good though? If I remember correctly, I probably should have researched it, but I'm terrible with it. But I believe out of your standard cartoon shows of villain tries plan, good guys foil the plan, bad guys go on the next plan next week. There was an episode of Transformers where the Decepticons retried another plan and it worked. I mean, granted, yes, the Autobots did succeed. Obviously, the sun is still there. (laughs) Whatever whatever it was that episode. Right, whatever it happened to be. But hats off to them. And they they really were, I think, a better creative team. I mean, the show wasn't exactly high Shakespearean quality or anything. But there is something about it. And there's something that that's the reason why they're still around today. There's just something about transforming robots. Well, Michael Bates with feelings. Oh, yeah. Let's not even get into that. Oh, it's so Let's not even... We're not, we're not going there. Ugh. <clears throat> I think I'm going through puberty. My voice just cracked. Wow, my body's changing. Pardon, I'm getting hair in weird places. Okay. Well, I suppose we should probably wrap this up. Yeah. And uh, thanks for taking our thoughts mm-hmm. and putting them in a listener episode. That's super awesome that you guys are doing that. Yeah. And that you recognize the fans, you know, how strong we are and how much it means to, like, my generation and how it's still relevant for Brennan's. Yeah. Well, mainly me, not so much 
the rest of my generation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's because I'm raising you right. Yeah. When you meet Optimus Prime as a good guy, usually he just murders everyone he encounters. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, thanks, Court. Thanks, Matt. Yeah. And even thanks to The Witch, who was on that episode, because you guys did an amazing job covering it, and it was it was a blast listening to. Okay, well, thanks a lot. Are you ready, Brennan? Let's transform and roll out. Oh, God, are you really doing this? Yeah, we're going to do this. Mm, no. <laughs> well, I am. Um, get your own ride, kid. Oh, my God, he just turned into a box. I am thoroughly offended. Nipple, really? We don't need that filth on this show. I thought he said Deadpool, and I was like, how is that a swear word? That's still filthy. (laughs) Yeah, well, he was whispering it, so I wasn't really paying attention. (laughs) Either way, either way, we don't need that kind of filth on this show. Families listen to this. This is exactly the kind of filth we need on this show. And holy shit, (laughs) I didn't know that Dan could transform. (laughs) Yeah, right? But how how do you roll out if you just transform into a box? That doesn't make sense. You, like, I don't know, maybe it has rollers on it. Well, you know, my question, the Immediate when somebody transforms into a box, right? What's that? What's in the box? <laughs> oh, oh, it's a uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's head in an unborn fetus. Oh, two things I would love to see in a box. <laughs> <laughs> But in all seriousness, thank you very much, both Dan and Brandon from the Corrupted Youth Podcast. Uh, first of all, Brandon, uh, you got friends that are making fun of you from Godzilla. I'll beat them up for you. No problem. Because It's that. fact, man. Yeah. That's fact. He'll do that. I will punch a preteen in the face for making fun of somebody for loving Godzilla. <laughs> we kaiju freaks have to stick together on that one. So you send me a list, buddy, and we'll, we'll get to work on abusing underage children clip. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that just got really uncomfortable really fast. Hey, we've only got two pieces of feedback left, and then we got the questions that everybody was kind of asking. Not a lot of those either, but uh, enough to kind of round out a nice little fan-based listener support episode, if you will. Nice. Yeah, so here we're going to roll into the next one, and here we go. Yo, 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 it's Matt, the angry ginger from the bad, the weird, and the cheesy podcast. Just uh, chiming in on those Transformers um, questions. And, uh, man, when I was a kid, there was a lot of toys that did things, but there was no toys like Transformers. The show was great. God, yeah, I love the cartoon. I watched a lot of it, especially the movie. The movie was amazing. But the toys were really what did it for me. Um, I had one specifically that could turn into a dinosaur, a plane, and a robot. Now... I wasn't real. I wasn't so much into the Transformers that I knew their names, but man, I love the toys a lot. I had a, quite a few, and you know, just the just the custom customization of the toys, the different things you could do. I especially loved uh, was it Soundwave with the cassettes. It nothing beats Transformers, man, and it's still it's still in my head. Now the the newer movies were definitely a bit of a disappointment. I don't hate them. It's like some people do, but after what. The original cartoon was and some of the other cartoons and the toys i was really expecting a lot more from those movies and you know screw you michael bay but they were all right and yeah man transformers there's not much else i could say it's just freaking awesome and uh yeah and i'm trying to pass that on to my kids my son definitely liked transformers a lot when he was younger too yeah, so take it easy, guys. Uh, enjoy the show as always. Bye. 
right, Matthew. Thank you. Very short and sweet and to the point. Just giving thank some you, love sir. for the toys. Do you know which one he's talking about? What the transformer, the dinosaur, or a plane? I don't don't recognize um, that. The dinosaur would have to be one of the Dinobots. Yeah, but um, a, a dinosaur. So if and he a thinks plane? a plane, then it was probably the pterodactyl. Swoop. Well, wasn't there one that transformed into a wolf, a gun, and an airplane? One of the Decepticons that did that. It wasn't a wolf. Um, a dis- they had dual ones, which were in the which was in the movie, like Astro Train would transform uh, from robot to train, then to uh, uh, shuttle craft. I just remembered one that was like multiple things, and it was like a later version of Transformers. Is way after the Optimus Prime oh, died geez. and came back. Uh, I, you know, I'm kind of lost out on that. That oh. was probably, especially with the toys. Um, yeah. That might have been Beast Mode Transformers. Uh, it was before Beast Mode, though, because we were still kids. I just re- I remember my friend had it. It was like one of them I thought was a wolf. One of them was no, like no, 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 no. I know what you're guy. talking about. The Decepticons had a bunch of robots that, and this is after the movie, that you could put together and form a big robot, much like Devastator. And they all transferred, like one was a wolf, one was like a ball, one was like another animal. They were all animals, just robotic animals. Mm. And uh, they would I, also... I don't think that one's it. I remember, it was a pretty big one, but it wasn't made up of a bunch of Do you remember what color it was? Yeah, it was uh, purple, white, and sort of blackish. I don't know. We'll have to, we'll figure this one out eventually and we'll get back yeah. to it. I'll try and find it online. <laughs> <laughs> and see if we can uh, well we actually will have plenty of time to do that this is our last piece of feedback and this is uh, from Two Strangers One Podcast uh, Chris uh, kind of calling me out on some things for not being a fan I'm guessing so <laughs> uh oh yeah here we go <laughs> Hey guys, this is Chris here from Two Strangers One Podcast with my response to your episode that you did with the Transformers. Now, Court said I was able to uh, send in this audio file just to make sure that uh, I give my two cents. Now, I do have to say I was pleasantly surprised that uh, for a movie that I guess Court isn't too passionate about, uh, that... I was worried that he was going to fuck it up uh, because to me, this movie is religion. I mean, I don't believe in Jesus, but I do believe in Optimus Prime. I do have to say, Matt, you are my new best friend because I was right along with you when you were quoting the movie. Um, Just like you, um, I went into listening to the episode with absolutely no notes, but I put together my own list. This is actually, I thought it was going to be like me just fucking crying and tearing into court for fucking things up. But actually, uh, it's it's just a little more nitpicky things. Um, You know, court does say that this is a kid's movie. Now, yeah, technically it's a kid's movie. Yes, it is a 90-minute commercial for toys. But there is absolutely fucking tons of death and carnage and childhoods being broken. The cast, you know, Orson Welles, Leonard Nimoy. Uh, Judd Nelson to an extent, uh, you know, all, uh, it's, you know, 1986, these are stars, uh, in a kid's movie. Now I do have to say, and I want to thank court for making sure I was ready for him to just tear into the soundtrack, call it all cheesy eighties hair metal. Turns out it's not all hair metal. It's part of the soundtrack is Vince DiCola, who also did um, a bunch of the Rocky movies. Uh, Now, I must have an old copy of the soundtrack because uh, just going through listening to uh, 
court's notes and uh, comparing it to what's on Google, the court referred to the main theme being performed by Lion. I distinctly remember, and a Google search has confirmed, that sometimes that same band goes by the name White Lion. So there was that. There was also, I'm really surprised you didn't go into the other, uh, the three other really fucking good songs on the soundtrack, or at least didn't name check them. Uh, There's Nothing's Gonna Stand In Our Way and uh, Hunger which were both performed by this band called uh, Kick Axe. Now, I think for the soundtrack, they decided to call the band Spectre General. And with that, the copy of the soundtrack that I had years ago had Nothing's Gonna Stand in Our Way by Spectre General and Hunger by Kick Axe, even though they're the exact same band. And then uh, there's the other uh, fucking kick-ass song, Instruments of Destruction by NRG. And it's just that those songs, those three songs kick ass so hard. And, uh, you know, the soundtrack is kind of part of the movie. And I'm really surprised it wasn't delved into deeper. Now, Matt, I do have to deduct a few points for you not knowing, name checking every single Transformer. Uh, obviously, Ratchet was the ambulance. Uh, the character that had no mouth, that was Wheeljack. Uh, the name, the voice of a blur was John Moshechita. I might be saying that wrong. Moshechita from the uh, ti- uh, Micro Machines commercials. And why can't you guys just say Ba Weep Gra Na Weep Ninibon? You put the sound clip in there, it's so simple to say Ba Weep Gra Na Weep Ninibon. And Spike and Cup offered an Energon goodie, not an Energon Cube. Energon Cube is a much bigger and will get you drunk if you drink the whole thing. An Energon goodie is just a small little handheld bite of Energon. Now keep in mind, knowing stuff like this is why I can't get late, but also understand that uh, this might be a movie that you guys are revisiting that you haven't seen in a while. Uh, between owning the bootleg VHS, the actual VHS, uh, the DVD, the 20th anniversary DVD, and now the Blu-ray, I pretty much watch this movie every couple of months. Usually when I'm feeling kind of depressed, which is a lot of the time, uh, I check out the movie and it kind of it always lifts my spirits because it's such a fucking well-made movie. And I think what it takes away from other movies uh, like uh the horrible fucking michael bay reboot is that it doesn't necessarily follow the uh hey let's have a character that represents the audience yeah daniel being spike's son kind of was there for kids to kind of relate to and say hey that's someone like me but i like how the movie just jumps right into the transformers there is no hey here's someone getting into the transformers world like what they did with the uh, the bayformers movie uh the michael bay Transformers movies with having uh you know the sam's I don't know why they couldn't just go with Spike Witwicky, uh, you know, Sam Witwicky, uh, you know, Shia LaBeouf. Most movies always kind of have that character like, oh, this represents the audience. No, this one went right into, hey, Transformers are fucking getting eaten. Uh, alien lives are getting eaten. Yes, there's a kid there that kind of represents uh, the audience. But you know what? Fuck it. There's all this other shit going on. For the audience, kids already knew what was going on. They already watched two years worth of the cartoon. They don't have to be like, oh, here's a character that represents the audience. No, give us giant robots fucking killing each other. Now, as for the uh, guest host of that episode, which um, I don't know if it's an Australian thing, but there was one point where he referred to Astro Train as Sky Train. I know in other countries, sometimes characters have other names. There's the whole Jetfire, Skyfire debacle where uh, the Transformers had basically uh, had uh, licensed uh, a character from the Gundam series and in some countries he's known as Jetfire in some countries he's known as Skyfire there's the whole debate of uh, you know Rumble is Blue 
frenzy is red uh which which is which color is because the cartoon was diametrically opposed to the toys and i kind of liked how uh which uh, you know of course being australian of course he had to refer to uh megatron turning into galvatron as a doctor who reference in regeneration and one last note court i'm so surprised you being uh so anti-authority just totally didn't love uh the lines in the quintessons uh court uh where one guy says uh, you know spare me this mockery of justice and then um later on in the same court uh when hot rod and copper and binds uh where they say silence you'll be held a contempt of court and he goes i have nothing but contempt for this court those two lines are always in the back of my head a person like me i've been court a lot i was always kind of ready to kind of drop those lines of course i'd probably get fucking arrested you know those are probably two of the coolest lines in history and i'm surprised court that you didn't kind of uh, uh like those lines a little bit more or at least emphasize them a little bit more because it's so like anti-authority so with that that was my notes on your guys notes of transformers the movie let me throw in a shameless plug for my podcast two strangers one podcast we're on itunes we're on stitch uh for those who haven't been following we do have a new co-host uh pretty much since the beginning of 2018 uh paul has kind of uh taken a sabbatical and i have a new co-host austin so uh ever since 2018 the show has actually kind of changed a little bit it's no longer like nerdy reviews and stuff like that it's sort of just me and austin shooting the shit doing bits doing voices doing characters and uh and it's me just laughing my ass off for an hour so check it out uh two strangers one podcast.net and of course on itunes and stitcher and all the other places you get your podcasts check out two strangers one podcast this is chris cologne of two strangers one podcast signing out <laughs> Okay, so that wasn't as painful as I thought it was going to be because he's really obsessed with the, the movie pretty well, much. I, and I even in the episode, I felt I would take points away from me because I didn't remember the names of the dead ones, um, it, it, you know, off the top of my head. Um, Somebody actually made a meme of you trying to figure out and you're like, no, that was definitely Wheeljack. Definitely Wheeljack. Yeah. And they, they made a meme <laughs> yeah, yeah. of you being Rain Man from that. So. Yeah. But I mean, um, you were doing those off the top of your head. Everything else, I mean, uh, you know, yeah. he's he's was dead on about everything. I bow to him on that one. Yeah. Um, as far as the line versus white lion um i don't doubt that uh i'm pretty sure they went as both um the credits that were on imdb and then what i found when i looked up the actual soundtrack had it credited as lion for what i pulled up but i pulled the stuff off of youtube to be able to use it because i'm not going to pay for a soundtrack just for one show <laughs> yeah right i'm not gonna do that that's not me but <laughs> you know i mean um, depending on the movie that might be you yeah and all of the all of the songs that i used and all the stuff that we were talking about is what what I found that was featured very prominently in the film for the main scene. So, you know, like Dan Bush's Dare and You Got the Touch and then also Dare to Be Stupid. The other ones that he's talking about, they may be great songs, but I don't remember where they were in the movie. I was just trying to pick out the most memorable stuff and I wasn't trying to slight any other bands on the soundtrack or anything. But what I have heard of it is just that's what I remember is what was in the movie more prominently. So I don't, I don't, have you ever actually listened to the soundtrack on its own? Because apparently, according Never. to Chris, it's really good. So 
so I get I you know just that wasn't something that interested me. I was interested in Transformers. So <laughs> yeah, you're not really a music guy anyway. So there is that. No, I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> and I also wanted to point out too when I was talking at the episode or when I was playing it up, I, I was basically trying to do a counterbalance because of how excited Matt was. I, it was more for the theater of it or the radio play of yeah. Really, I don't I give mean, a shit, but I really I did like the movie and I do like it. I mean, I did buy the anniversary Blu-ray of it and I pre-ordered it so I could get the poster. So there's that. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Gotta mean something. Yeah. What did you do with that poster? I might still have it if you want to buy it off me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to tell you to frame it in that uh, theater theater of yours. Yeah, well, there's a lot of other things that have to go up that mean more to me movie-wise than Transformers. So there's that. <laughs> Sick man. I don't understand how you live with yourself. <laughs> pretty easily I'm, it's not my favorite thing in the world but I still can dig it for what it is you know what I'm saying yeah I get it but you're still a sick man <laughs> and you're wrong and I get everyone has their own taste and there's nothing wrong with that but your tastes are wrong and you should feel bad about them <laughs> Okay, so we're in the question portion. Like I said, not a lot of questions, uh, just enough. I posted it up and some people gave us a little bit of feedback here and there. And because I didn't want to search it through the group once they were all done and I cut them off, I just snapped photos of them because that's easiest for me. Right. <laughs> all right. Uh, first question, Darren wants to know, were if you were a Transformer, what would you turn into and why? Ooh, ooh that's, a, that's a hell of a question. Damn. I would, uh, wow. No, that is really good. <laughs> I would... I would probably turn into like uh, uh, probably like like hot rod like a really fast car but i don't want to be a dual actually i want to be a dual transformer i want to be like springer so i'd turn into like a jet and then a fast car okay yeah i could see that i would want to turn into more than one thing i'd want to be able to transform into a couple of different yeah. things um i would probably geez, you know I, i'd like to have the galvatron style cannon not the handgun that uh yeah that uh he was when he was megatron <laughs> mm-hmm. so i would probably want to be some kind of weird laser cannon that can dissolve another transformer for fucking pissing me off <laughs> right there you go and let's face well, it here's, if i were going to be a transformer you guys know i would be a decepticon <laughs> of course you would <laughs> i don't know though because you would constantly unless you were megatron or galvatron you'd have to follow their orders well that's just it i would i would try or die trying <laughs> you'd be better than starscream trying to make it happen yeah i wouldn't also turn into a lame plane um here, here you go i'll answer this question for real now if i can transform if i was a transformer could transform anything i I, I combine my worlds of geekness and I would transform into the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> spaceship. Okay, fair enough. Millennium Falcon. Not just spaceship, Millennium Falcon. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah. They do have Transformers like that. If I I can't remember the name of the Transformer, but I really like that Decepticon where it turned into like three different things. I swear one of them was like a wolf-like creature. And I, it was like green. I remember it was like green, purple, and gray. So if you guys remember what that is, shoot us an email or whatever. But uh, I liked that one a lot because it transformed into a bunch of different things so and i would like to be able to do that too uh one of them would have yeah, right. to be a laser gun of some sort of that power um but also you know if i'm gonna go all gusto if i only have to pick one i'm gonna be a unicron i want to transform into a sentient planet that's pretty bad yeah that eats other planets come on dude that's i thought you may combine it like transform into like godzilla or something <laughs> right like <laughs> mechazilla yeah <laughs> something you know but no I, I really liked unicron he that whole uh galactus like thing where even when he transforms out of that and 
becomes a full robot. He's this gigantic being with yeah. like, these weird, like, skeletal bat wings. I, I really dug that. So I think I'd probably go that route if I had to pick one. If I could choose multiples, it would be like some kind of transport that would be equal to like a cannon or a gun, um, you know, or like a Starliner or whatever kind of deal like that. The make the Galvatron style gun and then something like a dinosaur, like a Godzilla thing would be cool too. So those three things. <laughs> yeah, right. There you go. Oh, and uh, which replied to that saying that much like the name he uses for his penis, it would be Devastator. Oh, Jesus. And then Darren replies. You mean, you mean, you mean which replies to that, which means he has like seven different personalities because it would take seven of them just to make one. Well, I, yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. <laughs> and Darren actually rep- responded to that as there's a good way and a bad way for it to be devastating, my friend. That was pretty funny. <laughs> nice. Um, our one of our biggest supporter and listeners, uh, Blue, um, asked a three part question here. Actually tagged me in it, too. Um, do I think a sex robot transformer should be a thing? And if so, would it be the sickness for which yourself and Matt would be down? Well, yeah. I mean, if a sex robot could transform into something else, then sure. Why not? Like, why not? It'd be easier to hide it. Like, you know, like what mm-hmm. Dan does where he transforms into a box, a sex robot yeah. that just transforms into like what looks like a cardboard box. Perfect. Like, a, You know what? Even better, like a suitcase. So you could take it on the road. Yeah. And no one would be any the wiser. Yeah. Or like a couch. Yeah, perfect. Or, or like a reclining yeah. chair that you could sit on or something. That'd be kind of cool. So, anything. <laughs> so, and then like you have friends over, they don't know they're sitting on it. Yeah. You just smile to yourself and laugh. Because they're sitting on your sex doll. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's um that's the two-part question. Oh, and here's a third one. And would it make the ooh-wah-ah-ah noise one transforming as in from the song? The ooh-wah-ah-ah-ah. No, it most certainly yes. would not. It would be... Only with a lot more splooshing. Yeah, lots of splooshing, because it would be my sex doll and it would be full of fluids. Clip. And uh, RJ uh, McCready actually responded to Blue and said that she guesses that Matt would turn into a crate of beer. Uh, well, no, because I would have to drink myself. I'd rather have someone else transform to a crate of beer than I drink it. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Actually, we have a serious question from Chris Cologne from uh, Two Strangers, One Pat- Podcast that we just heard from. Okay, serious question. The Michael Bay Transformers have been a disaster. More or less. There's parts that have been good, but mostly they just stuck. What director yeah. would you want to reboot the franchise? Tough one, right? That is a good one. John Favreau wouldn't be bad. Okay, yeah, he did Zathura and uh, the Iron Man movies, so I could kind of see what he might do with that. Well, he did Iron Man 1, especially, so um, I would like to see that. J.J. Abrams, I'd I'd let him throw a run in at that. Um, You know, mainly I would want to find somebody, like Michael Bay, I don't ever get the feeling that he was a Transformer fan. He just wanted to make another action flick. He basically just buys a property he recognizes the name from because he knows other people like him will recognize the name from it. Yeah, I would like it to anybody who is an actual fan of the Transformers and is willing to what in is willing to stick at least to you know the heart of it at least okay but well, okay. but my top two would be either Fa- uh, Favreau or uh, uh, Abrams I think Abrams is a much better producer than director I think he does a much better job doing the big picture stuff and letting other people direct it because when he yeah, directs okay, so, it it's Lens Flare City that's true you know what that's true uh, it would be like Transformers the movie then <laughs> Lens Flares everywhere yeah um, uh, okay, that, uh, uh, then uh, Favreau uh, directing and Abrams uh, uh, producing. All right, so RJ McCready took one of my answers because uh, he actually responded to this. He said, I know this is for Court and Matt, but I'd like to have seen Neil Blom. 
Blumenkamp have a go at this Transformers with grit and some graffiti all over them. Neil Blumenkamp is known for District 9. Uh, he also did uh, Elysium that had Matt Damon starring in it. And then he did that Chappie movie about the sentient robot who oh, cracks the yeah. ability to live forever by uploading consciousness, stuff like that, because he's going to lose his body. That's right. Yeah. Um, then Chris actually responds to that. Yes, absolutely. And then he'd shoot for the moon and ask for Guillermo del Toro, who would do it justice. And I have to totally agree with that. Guillermo I would, would agree with that. Guillermo would be my first go-to guy on directing it for sure. Um, yeah, that would, you know, I totally forgot about him. Yeah, that would probably be my number one too. I mean, Pacific Rim already proves that he could do big fucking robots. Absolutely no problem. Even those are, even though those are driven by humans, yeah. he, he has it down. He knows the weight of them. He knows he, the way that they put the mechanics together where you could see the parts moving and everything like that. Everything about the robots in Pacific Rim could have very easily been Transformers the way that they come apart. Various cannons and things come out of arms and stuff. So I totally agree with that as well. Both of those guys grabbed what my two answers would have been for sure. Uh, yeah, yeah that, especially Del Toro. That's yeah. Yeah. And if I could have like, you know, a dream director that could go ahead and do it, you know, I would probably try and resurrect Ishiro Honda, who was the first one to actually direct the Godzilla movies, the first couple of oh. Godzilla movies. And that would be fucking amazing. Now, I don't want it to necessarily be a suit actor. I just want yeah, his some guy vision. in cardboard boxes. Right. No, because he had a really great vision that the special effects at the time couldn't quite get where they needed to be, even though I absolutely love suit actors smashing miniatures. That's like one of my favorite things ever. But <laughs> Honda just had a really great eye and really could make a film like you would not believe. I mean, there's a reason why the original Godzilla still holds up as a classic to this day. <laughs> so there's that. Yeah, exactly. And the last question that we got was from Dan from Corrupted Youth. He asked if we got enough submissions and I always will answer, I never get enough submissives. Oh wait, no, he said submissions. Whoa, 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 whoa yeah. Hey, hey buddy. <laughs> it's all Go good. Right over there. Yeah, I told him that I didn't get the six that I was looking for to make a well-rounded episode, but I think this is going to probably come close to about an hour. So, and we I got, think so. Yeah, and I wanted to just, it was for the listeners who wanted to have, you know, they had things to say and I wanted to make sure that they got what they could get out to everybody and talk about the Transformers. So there we go. There you go. All right, so let's go ahead and wrap this up. Going to take a little break here. We're going to play a little bit of music, and when we come back, we'll close out the show. There we go. We're going to wrap up this show right now. Thanks, everybody, so much for your participation with all the feedback. It was great, guys. And like I said, we did this yeah, for awesome. you guys. So thank you once again. I'm glad that you all were able to participate. This makes me want to do this again in the future for anytime somebody has something to say about maybe one of our more well-known films that we know that there'll be a big response on. So if you guys want something like this to happen again, you got to let me know. And uh, we need to get some participation in here. And it's only going to be as great of an episode as we get the participation. So there's that. 
That's right. <laughs> All right, folks, you know where to find us at legionpodcast.com forward slash cinema dash psyops. We're on the book of faces where we have a group that is known as cinema psyops, just like the name of the show. You can find me there on the book of faces. I am court psyops. You can find Matt on the book of faces. He is Matt psyop. You can email feedback to Matt psyopmatt at gmail.com. All future discussions of transformers, both big and small, what they change into, what they don't change into, whether or not you want a transformer sex toy that turns into something else so you can hide it that all goes to psyopmat at gmail.com <laughs> yes, you can email feedback to court cinemasyopscourt at gmail.com let them know that you really enjoyed this little listener feedback section to have people talk about the transformers and you'd like to do it for another film then name the film you can twit a couple of tweets do a couple of twats of that specific transformer that we couldn't think of the name of but i'm trying to describe because i remembered it was a toy that exists i'm at court underscore psyop and matt is at psyop matt thank you so much for downloading this bonus episode folks kick the fuck out of this week and make it your bitch. You're a